Hey y'all, it's Andrew. For this week's episode, we bring you our first ever live basic pitch. In this one, we do our usual group brainstorming process, taking an idea from a seed to a whole overgrown forest over the course of a little while, but we did it live on YouTube and we shared comments and suggestions from the audience as we went. Jack takes over from here. For those of you just joining us, uh, this is our first ever live uh, basic pitch. It's also our first ever commissioned basic pitch. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what the basic pitch is, it's where we just start with the very um, foundations of a like story, the like the story, like the Play-Doh of a story, and then we mold the Play-Doh into a shape just and then give as many metaphors as we can. We just throw them all yeah. in. Right. If it's Play-Doh, it's like several different. <laughs> pliable substances and if it's right. a seed it's like several different species at the same time yeah so you've got like you know clay from the backyard you've got the off-brand play-doh <laughs> that's what we all are i'm yeah i'm Lots the off-brand of play-doh andrew's clearly the classic play-doh and you're the clay right yes yeah, yeah sure <laughs> and then when we're done i'm sorry <laughs> so usually usually we don't do this live and this would be the stuff that we would cut out later during yes, the editing we process edit. that and thing does this all here you can good. see just just How the bad mess. Just the yeah. All right. So, and all the more so because this this particular incarnation is something we've never done before. We yeah. are getting a prompt from Outside listeners crew. Yes. who are here in the room with us. That's I mean, right. The digital room. Yes. Our yes. Uh, <laughs> friend of the show, Sarah, and Sierra is here as well, and Jess. Uh, they have commissioned this uh, basic pitch based on a prompt. Uh, would you like to? Read the prompt so that we all we're all starting from the same place. Yeah, we actually did not. Um, we didn't do any kind of preparation or coordination beforehand. So when this comes across just perfectly seamless, it's just gonna be magic. <laughs> I promise. We really want this to be a collaborative process. At a certain point, what we normally do is one of us comes in with the foundations, like we've mentioned, and then we 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 go collaborative from there. So we have some excellent language that I'm just going to read exactly as is because this was really carefully written. Um, and we'll do that. And then I, I had a little bit of an inspiration for a story to go in this world and we will, uh, we will riff together from there. But I also, I believe we have a message to share with, uh, with, with Jess. Folks yes. Did the commissioning uh, first. So on behalf gotta... of the entire snakes, Paul crew, we just wanted to wish you congratulations on your graduation in the fall. Uh, it's a huge deal. So Cheers. best of luck on this future journey. Yes. Happy last semester. I hope that's a decent way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound threatening at all. <laughs> Enjoy your final semester, final Jess. Months. As last things go, a semester is yes. the worst. So whoever wrote this did a great job. So I'm just going to give was you. Sarah. Um, so Sarah did the writing. Great. So correct me if I'm wrong on that, Sarah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll give you all... And we'll edit the, this out later. <laughs> <laughs> so, our prompt. In a world of humans in a world, in a world of humans and normal animals with no ability to speak, this grizzled, grizzly investigator is an outlier. With the power of speech, sentience, deductive reasoning, and the help of his informant, a sly and handsome alligator, this detective extraordinaire bear will take New Orleans by storm one murder case at a time. So this setup is a box of chocolates. There is like 
so much flavor in tight little packages in here. And like, I, I want to, I think we have a lot of fun wordplay that we can mm-hmm. bank, base off of this. Be a lot of bear puns. I don't know if y'all did this on purpose, but like, I'm thinking about this alligator informant and who better <laughs> to make allegations <laughs> as species go. <laughs> you did that on purpose, whether you knew it or not. Um, so I wish I thought of that. this, I, I feel like pretty strongly puts us in the world of comedy noir or somewhere in that hallway. And we've been doing a lot of that lately. And I had never touched comedy noir other than watching like who framed Roger rabbit prior to writing our latest episode. And I would love to do like nothing but from here on out. Cause <laughs> like noir is so melodramatic. It's so serious. And if you just do the tropes of it, then you can say anything, no matter how silly. And as long as you say it straight, you're still in that world. Yeah. And so I feel like there's a lot of room to like lay a sort of serious foundation here and then just fill it with the most ridiculous things we can think of. So by way of, um, of putting us in, into a, a specific story within this world. So um, we have the setting of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We have a comment already that I feel like we should bring up. Yeah, go for it. Why is there a bear in New Orleans? <laughs> <That's>, L. <laughs> His name is L. E. Gator. Not the L. Bear, e. Gator. <laughs> awesome. Yes, bring the puns, y'all. Submit your puns at any time. That is something people yeah. stop for. So yeah, why is there in New Orleans? One of the first things I thought when I read this is that you do have some bears. You have like black bears in Louisiana. But you don't have grizzly bears. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And as someone who lives in New Orleans, in New Orleans, there's very much culture of like being from New Orleans and sort of looking down on it. Or you have kind of an outsider status if you're not from New Orleans. Even if you're from other parts of Louisiana, you're not from New Orleans. Or if you've lived there a long time, if you didn't go to high school there, yeah. that's the cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> And so the first thing I think is like, well, this guy's a transplant. He's going to have issues like talking to people. I love the idea that like there's going to be some just like, uh, gosh, like not racism, even though he's like a completely different race, but people are like (laughs) a little judgmental of this bear because he's not from New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only talking bear in this world. He walks into the bar and everyone's like, oh, it's a a bear. And then he says something like, "Mm, that accent's all wrong. Um, by the same token, I was thinking about black bears, too, because that's the type of bear that we we have, at least in South Louisiana. And black bears are significantly smaller than most bears, including they're smaller than than humans, height-wise. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking at, like, Normal. all the classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, humans humans vary in height, and so do bears. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're on the small end for bears. And so I was thinking, if, if he was a black bear, then, and, and he's a cop, then it would make sense for him to be headquartered out of a police station uptown located on Napoleon Avenue. And if it was a series of buildings, you could call it the Napoleon complex. So just an option. No, no, there needs to be um, a koala bear who works at the Napoleon complex. It's just really difficult to get along with. Uh, the, the koala bear has a far less glamorous job than the, than the detective. The koala bear, you have to see him driving around, um, like just holding onto the whole steering wheel. Like there's a room for a lot of people. In Napoleon I don't think complex. koala bears are bears. <laughs> <laughs> All the more Napoleonic. Um, so we want to lay down some story. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. You, you you've, it. you've thought about this probably. Actually, one other detail yeah. that I want to mention before we get into like story details. Um, in the wording of the basic pitch pitch that they sent us, mm-hmm. you have it specifically mentions that this grizzly 
detective is the only like talking animal in this world. They Besides also, an alligator. Well, it doesn't specifically short, say short. that. So I like to imagine that, that his alligator pal, who's very handsome, is just an alligator <laughs> who somehow informs on criminals. I think, like they could have like a Han Solo Chewbacca thing oh where like God. the yeah. alligator's just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Drugs at the pier. Someone said investigator needs to be mentioned. Yeah, totally. oh, in a world where the police aren't known as the fuzz. <laughs> the <bear could> be. <laughs> Yeah, so we don't even have to do anything. Fuzzy, fuzzy? Yeah, we're just like, going to keep reading this. You guys got this. Right, so yeah, let's get to the story. Though. Yeah, so so I was um I was on my way over to where we are now, and just the the, the muse of stupid stories landed on me, and um the best muse. So <laughs> I I put this in movie land. So let's start with the first few beats of the movie preview. Okay. So we um we begin with some aerial sort of skyline footage of New Orleans sort of surveillance style. And then we go to a quick view of people partying on Bourbon Street, having a great time, and then cut to screaming monkeys. And then cut back to people laughing over beignets at Cafe du Monde. And then cut to lots of birds mobbed around the same piece of bleeding meat. And we go back and forth between moments of like, carefree tourism and really intense kind of animal survival moments. And slowly they begin to converge where we start to follow one tourist family with a young child as they ride the streetcar and make their way uptown. And then we begin to zoom further and further out on the animals and we see that they are caged. And then we know there's a trope with, um, with movie previews these last few years where a, a pop song gets retooled into like a, a really <laughs> oh, sinister God, so so <laughs> and so like we get a rarier version of Mad World they all have been sued and they all asked for you yeah that's on the no internet forever now <laughs> is not from New Orleans has any idea what <laughs> so in New Orleans we have the Audubon Zoo which is like as you just go it's great it's like it does some of the like animal rescue stuff that you, you want to see done from these places and there's this ridiculous song that goes with it that is just the most upbeat song that is about the animals at the Audubon Zoo. The Audubon Zoo. And they all axed for you. And it's axed specifically. Um, I definitely like take a moment after the live stream to search out this song and listen to it because we can't include it for copyright reasons. But we play ominous versions of that song as we watch like the family and the little kid come up to the bars of a cage. And this is a, this is like a, a, an animal prison type zoo. We're leaving aside real Audubon. And we have this child face to face, eye to eye with uh, some kind of ape and the ape slowly advances. And the child just watches as they, as they stare into each other's eyes. And then the ape says, <laughs> and then we go to the story portion of the preview. So the world we're in, this is a world where recently a few animals, a small number of animals have gained the ability to speak and like human-like intelligence and personalities to the point where they can just blend in with human beings. But they live in this kind of legal gray zone. And so whenever animals commit crimes, which they're likely to do because they're not used to human civilization, they get sent to the zoo. And the zoo has gone from this beloved destination to being like a place where you ogle 
prisoners who are like locked in <laughs> with their fellow species. They can communicate with you, but yeah, they can talk through the bars, but they can't talk with the other animals in there. Yeah. And then you have other animals that can talk like our bear who are out in the world and are mixing with human society fairly successfully, but who are received with sometimes kindness, sometimes prejudice. And so our bear has had a tough, however many years on the police force and then comes into a case that is about an attempt to do a jailbreak from the Audubon Zoo of the speaking animals. So it's a lot of world building and then automatically putting in this uh, moral quandary for our. our <laughs> I, I do not do a story without a moral quandary. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to uphold the law. Like, you gotta be this tall to enter. <laughs> I, I had, um, uh, when I first heard the pitch, I, I had a complete opposite idea of all, like you just did all of the explaining and making it make sense. <laughs> and I thought, what if instead of making it make sense, the entire thing we do like a, um, just, he's a, uh, not, I almost said a gorilla. He's a grizzly bear <laughs> who just speaks and no one points out the fact that it's weird that there's a grizzly bear speaking. Sure, it's Porco Rosso. He's just for some reason an animal. Right. Uh, and it's never mentioned. And like we even have probably um, people are like scared of the alligator that he brings with him sometimes. Like, oh, my God, it's an alligator. <laughs> and maybe like instead of <laughs> not about the bear. The right. 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 <laughs> Got it. Got and then maybe there's like uh, he's trying to find the solve the case of his lost uh, sister or something. And his sister, of course, is a human. And his parents are humans, and they never mentioned like an adoption or anything. You just left to be like, "Am I seeing the grizzly bear?" <laughs> In the same vein, it crossed my mind that if you had a world with some talking animals and non-talking ones, that maybe the talking ones are animated, and the non-talking ones are just regular <laughs> animals. And you so look at a cage, it's and there's very like, much like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yes. But Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a very—it's uh, a good universe to kind of say like this could sort of exist there. But totally. I was also thinking um, we have talking animal that nobody acknowledges is weird that this animal can talk in a universe solving mysteries. The connection that my mind instantly went to was Scooby-Doo. Sure. Like he could exist in the same universe as Scooby-Doo. And I feel like Scooby's a little less of a, of a, of a plot advancer than this bear wants to be, but besides right. that. <laughs> um, but I did do actually surprisingly enough, a little bit of research for this. <laughs> and I, I, I searched the internet to see if there was anything similar to this. And there was an old DC comic called Angel and the Ape. Which back in the 70s, it was just weird. You know, it was very much in the vein of Scooby Doo. It's a, a talking uh, gorilla um, who is a comic book artist who teams up with this beautiful detective named Angel who speaks 13 languages and knows karate. And like every description of it, they mention that she knows 13 languages and she knows karate, and he's a comic book artist. And together they solve mysteries. Um, but in like the more recent upgraded versions of the comic they decided to try to make it a little bit darker for some reason and now it's like almost like a just a really humphrey bogart style <laughs> private detective down on his luck and his assistant angel is like ridiculously over sexed and like everyone <laughs> in the universe is just constantly having sex as we know dark evil weird. sex yeah <laughs> no. that, that too yes so it's also very violent i guess that's worth mentioning uh, but one of the things was more recently, a comic book artist decided that we had to explain why there's a talking gorilla that nobody acknowledges as a gorilla. 
And they said that he uh, just has some psychic power that makes everyone think that he's not a gorilla. <laughs> Except for the person reading the comics. Right, yes. But then you're like, well, why, why does he have a psychic power then? And they have not explained that. This reminds me of, I think this is like something that someone screen capped from Tumblr back in the day. But they were talking, they did a D&D camp at Dungeon Dragons campaign where their character was a bear, but he had such high, I think, charisma. Charisma. Like, <laughs> that he could convince people he that he wasn't a bear. constantly. Yeah, and then oh one time, God. like, lost a role, and everyone was like, Wait oh, a yeah. second! Yeah. <laughs> I love That's a it. very complex Tumblr screen grab. Yeah. Good on whoever, whoever cropped that. So similar, similar vibes. If we want to go dark with this, I mean, our, I don't our, think we do. Our bear could be struggling with a honey addiction. And <laughs> yes. I feel like there's no way if this alligator lives in New Orleans that it's not addicted to marshmallows. Oh yeah, on the swamp tours, they'll throw marshmallows <laughs> to alligators to get them to come to the surface for people to watch. And they don't have sugar in their natural diets, so it just makes them crazy. You know, a lot of I, bad alligators. I, I, <laughs> you do. You do. I love that. Like alligators can taste marshmallows when they hit the. Uh, the swamp, I guess. <laughs> Spawn, but with a bear. Yeah, we have some some great. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got the idea. Yeah, and plus plus ten to charisma, honey uh, <laughs> addiction. Okay, great. Just this is all for you. So please just slam on your keyboard anytime we're doing well. Uh, <laughs> so hot or cold, keep it. Uh, keep us apprised of how we're doing. And oh, I feel like uh, we almost skipped him point earlier uh when we were asking how the alligator communicates and sarah explained that oh wonderful the alligator speaks in sign language and then we also get <laughs> the alligator walks upright only to gaslight people <laughs> that's that's the parlang wall right also fun fact in louisiana law it is illegal to tie a leashed alligator to a fire hydrant okay <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere in the state. Specific, so that happened once. I mean, in the state of small government. Somehow we do things at the state level once in a while. Someone's framed that, that ticket. That is sure. probably in the constitution of Louisiana. <laughs> we have the longest constitution, I think, of any How specific of any that state. was, too. Like, only to fire hydrants. I mean, like, your honor, I yeah. tied him to a tree stump. Because you Fine. know what happened is a house caught on fire, and they're trying to get to the fire hydrant, but the fire out, there's an alligator there, so they just couldn't, like, the fire Surely we won't need we, this. We can't yeah. go around the alligator. We're in a swamp. Surely we'll be fine for a little while. Oh, God. Um, but, but, yeah, let's go back to uh, the story that we yeah, the zoo. a little sidetracked. Yeah, totally. We also have the phrase, um, black bear comedy, so... We can be as, as black with this comedy as we want because we have a pun to excuse it now. Okay. Um, finally, we, we're catching up on it. Oh my goodness, y'all. Y'all, oh you were goodness. doing great. Okay, for one thing, I draw a connection for any of you listening slash watching who, uh, who haven't kept an eye on the Snake Spot social media. So Sierra, one of the folks behind suggesting this idea in the first place, uh, says, ooh, the fan art that will come out of this. So Sierra has done the incredible art that is all over our channel. It's the backdrop for the YouTube channel, and we have really gotten yeah, some. I mean, I was on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is collaboration. Yeah. Truly, I didn't know what any of these characters looked like until yes. Yes. Sierra laid into them. With the uh, Starship Mudskipper. Uh, like as soon as I saw Sierra's artwork for it, I was like, "Yep, that's canon." That's <laughs> So this will be, we're, we're describing this as if it's a movie, but truly it will be a strictly fan art experience compared <laughs> with audio. Um, we also have a few riffs on on the themes so far. So there's a um, 
you think he got a honey dealer. So what does the honey black market look like? And oh, is it a black bear market? Yeah, a bear yeah. market and That's a black market can be <laughs> one and the same. That's right. There's There's got to be like a DE agent specifically like for the the honey that you're not supposed to have. You've got the bee. <laughs> <laughs> There's a terrible like finance joke in here of like you go to the you go to the uh, the honey is selling well and you go to the market every day and they uh, and, and you see the bears all there and then one day you show up and it's all bulls. Ah. Oh, that, joke is, that might be a little bit too highbrow for what we're going for. Um, and we also have a, we have a honey pot as a, oh yes. So we yes. have an easy. We haven't we haven't introduced the classic noir femme or otherwise fatale so yes. far. Yes. So lots of uh, lots of good prompts and the suggestion that if he has a honey dealer, it's got to be another bear. So and rapid sign language with tiny alligator hands. That's true. Oh my god! Like Great a giant image. slapping mouth and. Uh, and I tried learning sign language. I'm very bad at so it. So just to suggest, you could have some very dramatic moments of the gator trying to keep his partner <coughs> lover <coughs> from feeding his honey <laughs> habit. Um, so that's that sounds sweet, as it yeah. were. Oh gosh, that's that's not going to be some heavy stuff. We're going to have to have something lighthearted to even this out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rogue marshmallow and honey packet dealing like, crime boss. I love this. Is just I turning mean, into honey a, would like come in tiny doses. Of course it would. Detective. <laughs> well, all we have to go on as far as crime drama in New Orleans is True Detective or like NCIS New Orleans, which would be like solve a crime by following a trail of beignet crumbs. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we we can go silly, but we, we're kind of both, I guess, yeah, yeah, in this show, world. Show that line. Yeah. Um, and we have a, a nice other bit of trivia. In Georgia, it's illegal to tie a giraffe to a light pole. To a light pole. It's harder to imagine that having become <laughs> a serious problem. Yeah. We have a lot of alligators. What are you like doing, Georgia? Giraffe times. Oh, someone, <laughs> you beat someone to the BEA by two seconds. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, right. is, this is the benefit of doing it live. Um, and we also, <laughs> finally, we have some requests for, okay, two things. Um, sign language has a lot of facial expression elements, which would be great to see an alligator do, just like swinging its mouth all over the place. <laughs> Um, and then we have Jess and others really endorsing a romantic subplot. So I will leave the romantic the subplot to you, Matt. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? Um, <laughs> I'm very, very bad at writing romance. I mean, the first thing I think is just like the logistics of it. <laughs> well, you just could like take the same approach things. that all of these other similar detective stories with non-human characters have taken. Where you just don't talk about it, like yeah, yeah. Uh, Angel and the Ape. There's always like a will they, won't they thing, but <laughs> they just they just don't talk about it. The honey could also be very involved. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Except I, I did they did didn't they? I feel like they did. They did. I, yeah. I, never I, mind. Bad example. But it's get the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> there is a map of king of romantic. So. About the schematics oh, okay. of it. Great. Um. So we've got, I also got someone tainted a batch of marshmallows with laced honey. And now Al E. Gator is having a very hard time hiding his addiction from his lover. <laughs> Wait, so Al E. Gator's the one with the, with the problem. It's not. Well, how did they connect in the first place? I mean, oh, maybe, maybe a narcotics. Uh, or maybe the Gator really yeah. could be the Solomon Sockeye of this story. Yeah. Maybe it's more <laughs> than the top and people who are like, who have. Addictions. Or yeah. Things. So the gator is the like gator prison lover slash dealer. Yeah. I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> <laughs> or they met at um, 
Yeah, like one of the uh, the anonymous group things. Oh, sure. And like maybe yeah. maybe the Gator was his sponsor, and then like he gets a call one day. Wow. He's like, he's like I'm off the I'm off the swamp wagon. Uh, <laughs> we can think of something better than that. <laughs> oh God! And Honey comes in bears. There's cat. There's, oh my gosh! There could be a sad moment where like the just a panel on a shelf lost. full of empty bears. <laughs> I see the Gator like laying in an alley, and he's lost his his only friend and confidant, and. <clears throat> And uh, he's like just drinking this laced honey, and he looks at the container, and it's just like it's the shape of of grizzly, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and just eats the plastic. Yes, yes. Yeah. Withdrawing from marshmallows is rough. We we are we're like really getting into this uh, intense dramatic drug addiction subplot. I think yeah. I feel like we missed out on the crime. We're sort of, yeah. We're we're really needed yeah. to theme. So far, and then yeah, we can kind of. Well, I guess so. The character we're lacking because we've kind of made the the alligator very much the fatale, along with being the informant. Might as well bundle stereotypes into one one package. We don't so far have a criminal mastermind trying to break talking animals out of Audubon Zoo. Or murdering in the name thereof. I mean, we did have murder was in the word. You know, there's going to be like an organization of like you know, just people whose whole thing for religious or ideological what other dumb reason they're just like we have to kill all the animals that speak english because english is just for humans so there's like a, a cult or whatever they're constantly like murdering people and he's gonna have to like infiltrate this group and bring them all down um or maybe they've captured alligator and i don't i don't know where we go from here you know <laughs> no, i mean you gotta take the the fatal captive yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah. that is that's yeah. an easy tension builder and with the and if your dealer is taken captive, then of course you have withdrawals, both yeah. physical so and he's emotional, dealing to deal with, with at the same time. Oh yeah. my god, he probably has a really bad mead problem. So like he goes into a bar and he's just drinking mugs of mead. So then you kind of just get the the drunk detective trope. God. So what if this like prison zoo was like run by these people? It's kind of like a mass incarceration. Well, it yeah. would be like a yeah, yeah. and it's it would yeah. be prison labor because yeah. you could get these animals. I mean, at the very least, they're entertainment. It You're might selling be. Tickets. Oh yeah. my god, this might be too too dark for this. <laughs> Uh, but what if part of their prison labor camp compound thing is they're trying to um, uh, convert them like to conversion therapy to be like, no, you don't speak English. You speak. Oh, turn them into regular animals. Like yeah. Animals. And like, yeah. we're going a little bit wicked with this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once again, we delve into Broadway musicals. <laughs> it just happens again and again. Was Wicked about conversion therapy? Wicked was about, so L. Frank Baum, in writing the, the the books that The Wizard of Oz was based on, eventually developed, there were like animals that could talk in Oz, like the Cowardly Lion, and then the, there was like Toto could never talk. Hmm. But they, they established this story convention that when animals were brought from outside Oz into Oz, they developed the ability to speak. And eventually they had a moment in one of the books where Toto just was like, yeah, I can talk. Um, but <laughs> I, I can talk don't. the whole time. I just yeah, want exactly. Oh, but in Wicked, which is, you know, a dark spinoff of, of the Oz books, they are, so there are talking animals, but there's like a, a sort of a racist movement to remove them from positions of power and professorships and so on. Yeah. And they're actually like magically depriving them of the ability to speak. So we've yeah. got a little bit of, we've got cultural precedent here. That's done quite well. If we just add a sort of defying gravity, someone needs to develop a superpower. <laughs> okay. This is a, a yeah. straight up formula for success. And so what if Alligator gets imprisoned by these people? Sure. <gasps> and then and he wants to maybe the Chris Bear wants to 
get him out. He was, yeah. and he was he's not like obviously not supposed to support this. Right, right. He goes to the proper channels. He goes, he talks to, to the judge, but the judge is like, no, he was found guilty. He was found guilty of uh marshmallow <laughs> smuggling. <laughs> smuggling. He's got to do his time. There's nothing you can do on this this side of the law. And then Grizzly just like pulls down the door and he's like, well then maybe I should go to the other side. And he goes and talks to the person who he knows is gonna cause the prison break in. He's like, I want in. And they're like, you smell like a cop. <laughs> it's like, you gotta prove you're not really a cop. Here, if you're not a cop, drink all this honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if Alligator was in the zoo prison, he'd be arrested. But it's a zoo, so you can still visit. So it have like an inside. Oh, head. sure, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. You didn't have to do visiting hours. You just had to pretend to throw something at them. You have to like, hey, hate them more. You'd have like security guards who would be requiring you to to hurl objects at them. Oh, there needs to be one system. security guard who's a rhino. <laughs> totally. Well, yeah. and, and you know, our bear friend is sort of questionably on the wrong, you know, on the right side of the cause yeah, or the wrong it's side. Like, it's okay, I'm one of the good ones. It's like, well, the system's totally. broken. It's like, well, don't you want it broken with the good ones? Well, I feel like so we haven't personified the um, the zookeepers yet, and maybe there's a cop slash zookeeper. And so the, the tip is coming from the inside, but then it turns mm -hmm. out this person is sort of running the, the, like, animal abuse ring. Oh, my gosh. What if, like, the whole, the, the person in charge of this movement of, like, capturing all the, the speaking animals and everything. They, they call him Mr. Big because he's at the top. And they finally bring, like they get into the office and they want to talk to Mr. Big. And it's the koala bear. And he's just <laughs> mad. Like the secretary the entire time. They're like, look, kid, you gotta be in this department for a long time. This is gonna be someone from, from like Jefferson Parish. Yeah. Sorry, okay, New Orleans I, suburbs. I feel like, we might actually be stealing a little bit of this from uh, Zootopia. The more I talk about that, it wasn't that what happened in Zootopia. It's the blessing of not having seen things. Yet. Sorry, spoilers. Don't ever Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. The maybe. I think the koala bear pretending to be the assistant turned out to be. Oh, maybe so. All right. It be a koala. See, this again is where we would just edit this whole part out. <laughs> we would research and be like, "Yep, Zootopia yeah, did that." Well, and the, uh, you know, we're 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 turning this into a. Uh, a showing of the process. This is truly how story creation yeah. goes is you learn everything you've been done before. <laughs> throw in a few, um, you got a good, a good. Someone's pointing out your koala voice should have gone the other direction. Instead of here. It should have been like a really, really high pitched. Like, Look, I can't do, you know, I can do high pitched. Do, okay do a Pee Wee Herman. I don't usually have a falsetto. Um, I don't remember how Pee Wee Herman's voice sounds he, like. He sounds like Meatwad. That doesn't help either. <laughs> Yo, I don't watch I, things. I would do it, but I, I think I would hurt my voice. Well, there, ask me to hurt my voice instead. <laughs> You've got a better voice than me. You, you sing. More like, deserving of hurting. Um, we'd throw in a few uh, a few other thoughts from the gang. Sarah brings up, so speaking of showing the process, um, Sarah, who wrote this all out for us, says, I feel like it's pertinent to mention that this prompt that we read was almost solely devolved from the pun Barrick Riggan. <laughs> so this is a reference to Jack's Finding Vanessa series, which is itself the lesser, the minor arcana of the, the gas station universe. So yeah. deep dive, y'all. Real oh, deep yeah. dive. <laughs> um, uh, oh, well, okay. So Scott, I my mind went here too. The gators started informing when his uncle George got turned into a pair of boots. And I was thinking the gator at some point, if the gator can talk, needs to be like to the bear when the bear is trying to like prove that he deserves to get the information. He needs to be like, look, 
I need to know that you got as much skin in this game as I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, makes man. me think of because we eat alligator in Louisiana. The tail. Yeah. Mostly. And but it's like chicken. They will sell like alligator very fatty heads as like souvenirs, like dried out. Yeah, yeah. get those at the at the airport. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> we have gator backstory. From Sierra, the gator was raised by a weird local to where? Don't know. And sold for a six pack from a Florida man. And that's how he wound up in NOLA. Yeah. That has almost certainly happened in real life. (laughs) That someone has traded a a gator to a Florida man for a six pack. Gators are the official currency of New Orleans. Um, We have honey bear would be a derogatory term for a bear hooked on honey. Totally. Mm. Get a load of this honey bear. (laughs) And what if the villains were zookeepers? Y'all beat us to it. Um, and all-powerful mitochondria supports the Florida ideas. So let's continue with Florida-based right. humor. That's a lot of uh, lot, lot of relatability. Um, the cult kills all the animals who speak a language other than English. Bilingual animals, not permitted. So Cajun alligators. Yeah, the French speakers. They've been through it, man. Cajun yeah. speakers have it the worst. Not the second worst. Um, uh, and then let's see if we've got... Anything else? Someone has uh, accused characters of being fairies. Yeah, we've well, we're. T- I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what What even is the definition of a fairy? Um, oh, and speaking of particularly dystopian possibilities for how the the labor is used in the zoo, the talking animals are forced to work in the prison's call center, <gasps> talking to people about their car's extended warranty. Oh my god! <laughs> well done. So they're like trying to. Maybe they're trying to dissuade them from talking by making them do that job. Sure. Talking Make talking the most miserable work. experience Part of the conversion therapy. They're like, you want to uh, talk? Talk now. How much do you like talking? Some negative association with talking. There's going to be some animal. Like, what what animal would enjoy that? Because there's like some insane. A parrot. Yeah, yeah. A parrot. Talking bird. Yeah, the birds who can already I talk. I feel like a cat either. would enjoy it. Or like a, one of the howling monkeys that they have. Have we been trying to reach you? <laughs> the metric system warranty. Oh God, a trip through the call center at some point would be great. Seeing how each of the animals handles it. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like, I feel like a capybara would be the kind of animal <laughs> that would know how to speak and would only be like, hey. It's, <laughs> and some, there's like a dog who is now like having a really deep conversation with whoever's on the other end. Like, like I feel the same way. I've been saying that for years. I can't believe we haven't found each other before now. So all over the map. Coming like, stay on the script, Pookie. Um, the main villain should have vulture henchmen, like doofy vultures. Oh, sort yeah. of a flotsam and jetsam kind of situation. Okay. Love Thanks, it, Helen. Uh, Thank you. Are there vultures in the jungle? I think they only appear in like once. Yeah, those, yeah. Those the I thought those were crows. The that's you think you Dumbo. Oh, I am. You're right. Yep. The racist crows. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Um, and oh, well, and Scott, I think we were just dodging this for the sole reason that it's very niche. But we've already brought up capybaras. So in New Orleans, the villains' henchmen could be nutria, who are oh, yeah. invasive, who are deeply invasive yeah. water-dwelling rodents, who are like beavers, who are like like otters but hideous. They're the kudzu <laughs> of the animal world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I just realized a lot of people aren't going to know what kudzu is. It's another kind of local. Louisiana is a very niche Kudzu is like around. Kudzu is all over the country, I think. It started in Japan? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, invasive from Japan in the first place. So, um, my goodness, y'all, you got so many ideas. I am like, I'm struggling to even catch up. 
so super dramatic moment idea that Jess offers. The gator's hands are tied and he can't sign. So it's the first time that our bear detective ever hears his voice. <gasps> He's been able to speak the whole time. What is his voice going to sound like? Is it going to sound like Pee Wee Herman? Or is it going to be like... <laughs> He's like embarrassed of his voice. Yeah. Oh, the whole He's just going to have like a slight dry to it. He's going to sound like a standard femme fatale. <laughs> <laughs> what is wait, what is our character's name? We so, have Allie Bear. Right, we have a grizzly bear. Yeah. Honey bear, it's me, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Honey that's, bear. That's the best I can do. So I had this thought earlier and I He has a Cajun French accent. It's kind of a irrelevant detail, but I imagine you know how alligators sometimes have those little birds that'll put things out of their teeth? I imagine that, that the bird would act as like translator. But the bird would have like kind of like we did with the koala earlier. This is a really like smoky voice, is like talking like this, but just like, very tiny. And like the alligator whispered to him, and the bird would like translate. Oh, I love it! Yeah, because oh, alligators generally genuinely do have those. So I like the idea. That it's just like the, the the noodle salesman from Blade Runner. It's just like <laughs> Ali's doing something, and the bird just like he says, "You're a Blade Runner." <laughs> And then that just follows him around. Every time he needs to say something, the bird flies back down. He says, no, you can't go that way. And we, you it's do have trap. to have like a sidekick character if you're going to go sort of Disney format. with yeah, Someone like, that we can make plushies out of. That's right. Yeah. Make it a little less depressing. We always just start from just put a board yeah. in there for some reason. Um, so we have a few suggestions. Uh, Colton says, uh, suggests that the reason the alligator never talked is because it only speaks Creole. So we could also have like, like it's that. been struggling. It's been doing like language learning tapes the whole time, <laughs> um, and just breaks out with, "That is my bear." <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> uh, we, then we then we've got um, the gator stopped speaking because his lisp got him bullied in school. Griswold, Griswold, Griswold. Yes. Oh my. Oh, what does the P great stand for? Job, yeah. Any any Griswold thoughts about the P? private eye bear? <laughs> private eye. Because he's going to quit the force. Griswold Lee bear. Le bear, yeah. Griswold Lee bear. <laughs> um, and then we have, wow, Helen, deep dive. The gator should have a Louisiana German accent. Very rarely heard. <laughs> um, so the P maybe stands for plushy. <laughs> All those teeth and no toothbrush. Um, <laughs> So Philbert, oh, Pooh, naturally. Griswold Pooh Bear. Hence the, you know, the honey addiction really (laughs) begs for that parallel to be drawn. So, oh, Paddington, also an option. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, I don't know how we didn't we didn't think of that that douchebag. If his name was Griswold Pooh Paddington Bear. (laughs) Griswold Pooh Danger Paddington Bear. He's one of these um these people who, when he says Bond, James Bond, has to just keep adding more and more names. That's what they say <laughs> well, five Boo, times. Panda, Paddington, Bear. Okay. And Panda, yeah. yeah. I was reading it. For Great. <laughs> I didn't, he didn't just independently come up with that. And Cooper does many P names. The whole time everyone says Griswold has a dark secret and it's that his middle name is Panda, which is a dark secret and a light secret at the same time. So <laughs> thank you for, for giving that. It, thank you for tolerating no, no, me. I, a, I didn't even. It's a fuse on that joke. I like that. <laughs> I'm surprised there's any. Explode in my mouth. Um, and then finally, we have the, um, we have the suggestion <laughs> that the, uh, the alligator should have a different accent in every scene. <laughs> and all of the one that. scene that it speaks in. Mm. 
kind of like, y'all are quick. Y'all, y'all ought to yeah, record no, some of these things yourselves. They're, they're a lot better at this than we are. <laughs> just hold the camera up to the screen for the rest of this. <laughs> so, so in summary, for anyone who decides that they want to go produce this film, mm-hmm. we have a, a dystopian but silly wor- world of um, of intermittently of here and every here and there a talking animal for no known reason living around the margins of society legally, but also in many cases socially, running drugs and everything. And uh, and then we have a, a, uh, a the zoo in the vein of the farm, the prison that all the scofflaw animals get sent to. And within that, there's like a, a, a police-operated, did we like that idea? Yeah, um, there's got to be like an animal right? division... Uh, oh, the canine unit. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be something stupid. They're used to animals them. obeying. The K-10 unit. There we go. <laughs> they have to upgrade to... <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they demanded a name change along with raised pay <laughs> when animals started talking. That's a SAS fee. God, I love the idea that, like, the canine units from four, like, the same, like, uh, officer and dog are now like the dog sitting in the passenger seat and he's like, we've been working together for, for 16 years. Like, what do you know we have it? 16 dog years, man. Get your head out of your earth. I didn't want to swear on the live stream. <laughs> I think it's too late. It's like we're keeping this whole thing very civilized. Oh. So, and so, oh, Scott Williams, friend of the show, uh, said that, <laughs> uh, there, should now. Be, there should be some, uh, racial, um, God, so we scrolled past my thing. The, um, the alligator gets racially profiled as a it. crocodile. Mm. Right. Is that racially profiled or just like, you know, someone just being ignorant? Like, yeah, just like, we don't look anything alike. Misidentified. <laughs> and we have a suggestion of animal union organizing, which I feel like would be the sort of propagandistic happy ending. Is they start a, yeah. an animal's union at the end. They run their own dang circus. <laughs> <laughs> There's, if you want to go for like a, a really good happy ending, you're going to have to have like they close the zoo bars on the guy who is in charge of the of whole. Of course. Like we find yeah. you guilty and you're sentenced to the zoo. And he's got to be the dancing bear. Right. right. And there's people yeah. who come and throw marshmallows at him. Um, or I guess not marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, there's no actual prison reform or anything. Right. Just <laughs> humans <laughs> also go to prison. Like, go to zoo prison. <laughs> but what if like you start off with that? Like, you know, because the prisons are, there's no more room in the regular prisons. So the worst of the worst humans have oh to go. God. Yeah, there's the human pen. Oh, gosh. That might be, once again, might be too dark for what we're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, okay. So, uh, so we have the union leader is a toad named Jimmy Hoppe. <laughs> That was what I was oh, cooing uh, at. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, this yeah. is really just this is just a vessel. That was sprinkles on the cake. <laughs> Guys, do we have anything to add? Um. Hmm. Oh. Uh. What are we gonna call it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we we need we need titles. Okay. So I was just thinking grizzled, uh, but that might be a little too. Uh, someone might go into this not expecting what it is. If there's <laughs> I don't know if there's any title that's going to quite grab this, unless yeah, it's, it's one of those titles that's like a full-on sentence. Yeah. Um, apropos of people, people mentioning in, in the uh, in the comments, John I think has, at the end because be that kind of prompt. I think or you want to set it up as a potential like a series of so it'd be like the Griswold P. Bear. Yeah. In the case of the. Yeah. The, 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 there you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the, the missing marshmallow. <laughs> the case of the missing marshmallow. <laughs> That's the very innocent case that he goes on to after police reform. Yeah. Everything's okay after this. And he gets to Everything else on. is super lighthearted. <laughs> All the like maybe uh, during this, like there's other bears investigating murder and stuff. He's just like, I got to find that missing marshmallow. It haunts me. So we have Grizzly. We have Barely Legal. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... <laughs> oh like, I get God. the legal aspect. It makes sense. Yeah, but, but this is but like legally blonde has kind of already gone there, and and now I think we're gonna expect like a ditzy bear. <laughs> that, that's that's the extent of my of my objection. I don't think that's what they're going to expect. No, probably not. <laughs> um, not your average bear. We oh have. yes, that's a good one. I like that. Um. Uh, let's see. We got and and. Brendan, yes, present day. So, um, we have Bayou or, Blowout. Or just like a weird, arbitrary 1950s The alternate. Big Bayou Blowout. The Big Bayou Blowout. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That We could, yeah, we we could, could totally make this a period a, story. Yeah. If we wanted to be real metaphorical about something or other. A steampunk. Some social issue. <laughs> steampunk, yes. Just make it all yes. for no reason every now and then. It's Reconstruction has, era New Orleans. Has like <laughs> cogs built into their hat. <laughs> It, it makes the hat faster, you see. <laughs> well, yeah, we've got uh, lots of beautiful oh, options. Yeah. Somebody said the snake's paw. Um, said hello to the snake. Hello, <laughs> oh, snake's paw. I took that as a hello. Oh, hello, better Lucy. <laughs> I, I took that as like a, a name for the thing too. I mean, it is. This is more paw related than any so other story that we've yes, done so yeah. far. Right. So the the title grows slightly relevant <laughs> for a change. Mm. I'm sorry, I've been trying to think of like classic film noir bear pun names. There's Nothing is like springing to mind. Those Maltese Falcon. Yeah, I want to like do something with that. Yeah. But, like Falcon and bear. No words. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> there's no like cadence to it. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. There's not like mm. a crazy long list of super super well known noir movie names. It's like a short yeah, list of real classics. Yeah. Chinatown. Um, Bear to go just isn't gonna do it. Bear to go. Is there to go? Vertigo. But I, I wouldn't really call that one like crime noir. No, so yeah, we're not really in vertigo. Vertigo is more, but it's not this kind of noir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a different vibe. Uh, well, um, we're just we're just gonna have to break the mold and make our own. Yeah, an original title. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Where are we going? The unbearable. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Jack Bose two three one. Any last thoughts? I feel got the inspiration. The unbearable rightness of being. <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's, it's, it's one of those. That was a Milan Kundera pun. <laughs> we know what uh, we know what Matha likes to do in his free time. Oh, no. No, and, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were gonna we were gonna do this before we. <laughs> Helen yells, "No, Mafro, um, bearer no. of bad news." Oh! Oh. A bearer of bad news is gonna be pretty hard to beat. <laughs> the unbearable case, yeah. The unbearable, unbearable case. case of yeah, yeah, it works out. Of the of the dog in the nighttime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, y'all, any uh, any thoughts or questions that this has prompted? Any thoughts yeah, about us doing this again? <laughs> Bring them now, or uh, if you want to tell us never to make this happen again, uh, we can certainly 
give that we will some take serious that under thought. Advisement. <laughs> yes, if anyone wants to commission us not to do future basic pitches, uh, we'll do this our every agent. week. Unless you <laughs> need us not to do it, uh, we're, we're good with that too. So. Oh, uh, speaking of like the this this whole thing kind of came about as a uh, an unexpected commission through the um, Ko-Fi page. So I feel like we have to do our due diligence and mention that we have a Ko-Fi page, you guys. True. It's ko-fi.com slash thesnakespaw, all one word, where if you guys want to see more weird stuff like this, go there and throw money at us. Throw money at us. <laughs> yeah. And I think like the coolest way for things like that to come about is in this kind of strange organic way that we didn't anticipate. Yeah. And so we... we'll probably find a way to sort of codify this in the future if someone else wants to do one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also talked about having like developing one of these ideas into something more completely produced in our audio medium naturally. And so one of the possibilities that we talked about was having a kind of subscriber voting on which one of those goes forward. If that's a thing that you'd like, let us know other stuff that you feel like is, you know, is worth paying for on top of <laughs> what we normally do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great input for us. And we do have a little bit of new stuff on there now for anyone who hasn't been to the Ko-Fi page in a while. Um, we we slowly started adding some extra material there, uh, some some bloopers and fun things like that. I think we've yeah. started adding the shooting scripts for a few of our episodes, like Mud Skipper and Clone of My Own, and the shooting scripts are going to include the stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor. That's true. So yeah. If you want to read the stuff that wasn't funny enough to be put into the videos, <laughs> it's it's in there. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and again. Happy upcoming graduation, Jess. Yeah, thanks for thanks to all of y'all for for being a part of this and spending time with us. See you next time. Cheers.